0: Welcome to Boca Behind the Scenes, where we talk to city employees to find out a little bit about them, the jobs that they do, and some of the things that they bring to the citizens of Boca Raton. My name is Anne Marie Van Castren, and I'm with the city's communications and marketing department, and I am happy to be your host today. This February, we're celebrating Love Boca Raton, and what better way to do that than speaking with representatives from our beloved fire rescue and police services um, about an upcoming event and a community CPR app that has proven to help save lives right here in Palm Beach County. First, I want to welcome our guests on the show. We have Chief Mike LaSalle, Assistant Fire Chief for Fire Rescue Services. Thanks so much for being here. You're welcome. Welcome. Uh, Next, we have Chief Jason Stout, Division Chief also with Fire Rescue Services. So again, nice to have you on the show. Thank you. And last, we have Mark Economo, the Public Information Officer for Boca Raton Police Services. Thanks so much for coming today. You're welcome. So gentlemen, tell me a little bit about yourselves, um, how long you've been with the city, um, other positions that you've held prior to this one.
1: Sure. Uh, Good morning. Uh, My name is Mike LaSalle. I'm the assistant fire chief of logistics and support right now. Uh, I've been with this city for coming up on 28 years. Uh, Some other positions that I've held were uh, just starting a firefighter, firefighter driver, lieutenant, captain, and assistant chief. I was in administration. I did the hiring for a while. Um, Currently, I'm also the public information officer for the fire department side. And uh, happy to be here.
2: Uh, Hi, Uh, my name is uh, Chief Stout. I'm the division chief of EMS for Boca Tone Fire Rescue. Um, Basically, my division is the medical side or the rescue side of everything that we do. Uh, I've been with the city coming on 17 years in February. And some of the positions I held were uh, entry-level firefighter, uh, lieutenant, captain.
3: Uh, I was EMS captain and
2: then uh, now the division chief of EMS.
3: My name is Mark Economo. Um, I've been with the police department uh, (laughs) entering my 10th year, uh, public information manager. Um, When I came on board in October of 2008, um, we were the first uh, police department in Florida um, and one of the first in the country to start social media. Um, and then it was a new venture, um, and we started uh, pushing stuff out like that. We weren't really sure if it was going to last or if it was going to take off yeah. or what it was, but it was a new uh, platform that we wanted to try to um, get into. And, you know, fast forward now, and, uh, you know, pretty much everybody does it, and uh, it's, it's, you know, part of the mainstay. Now we try to find new ways to communicate with the residents and uh, ways like this and videos and that type of stuff.
0: You guys do a great job, so thank you thank for everything you. that you all do. So last year, both departments—that was the first year that you guys kind of came together on the first uh, first responder expo. And I believe I was told about 4,000 people came last year.
1: Yeah, I believe it was a little more than that. Um, we try to keep track of the <laughs> entries, but it's it's difficult. I think it was around 4,500 wow. or 4,800 in that range. We That's lost awesome. track, but uh, yes, we we joined uh, forces uh, last year. It was great. Uh, Like I said, we've been doing our fire expo for years and years. We started at the fire stations. We outgrew that. Then we went to FAU. And when they built the stadium, we kind of got kicked out of there. And then uh, I brought it over to the town center mall where we're currently at now. And we have a great relationship with the police department. And we got Chief Wood and Chief Alexander together, and we thought it'd be great to join forces, which we did last year, and it was excellent.
3: Yeah, we've tried a couple of things over the years, for, <clears throat> um, to, you know, take back the night, um, the neighborhood watch things, um, open house type things with the, combined with the memorial. And really, depending on the time of year with weather and all that stuff, it, it was really hit or miss. And the fire department had already established... A, um, this this great event. So last year we decided to, you know, why not jump on you know their coattails basically, and then kind of team up together to try to make it even you know bigger and better for the community.
0: And so logistics wise, <clears throat> you know, when is it? Where is sure. it? Um, how can people? Do they have to sign up to attend?
1: No, it's it's free. Everything is free. You show up. Uh, logistically, yeah, we started about six months ago. It's a it's a pretty big event, but yeah, we're doing it in the same location. It's in the uh, north. That would be the northwest corner of the uh, parking lot at Sears. Uh, so we do have that same venue again. Uh, logistically, everything is free. You show up. We have face painters. We have bounce houses. We have, uh, on the fireside. we have extrication demonstrations, live fire burns, with a simulated room set up, one with sprinklers and one with not, and that's really the highlight of the fireside. And then we also have some uh, live fire training with the car and the props. And, again, we set up CPR um, areas where the public can learn information on CPR.
3: Yeah, on the police side, we we have demonstrations as well. Um, You'll be able to see our motorcycle do a little um, obstacle course um, type demonstration. Um, We'll also have our um, bomb team, EOD team, uh, with their robots, showing how the robots that we have uh, work with the police department, and also what everybody loves, the canine demonstration. So we'll have uh, two of our dogs out there uh, doing a demonstration. Besides that, we'll also have... um, uh, the motorcycles, when they're not doing a, a demonstration, will be there for people to take pictures with, like all the all the other apparatus. Um, we'll also have our bomb truck, and people can go look at the robots, close up, and our dive team will be there, too. And then on top <laughs> of it, we have our... Uh, tables and booths besides all the other stuff coming in we have um, our 911 communication center will be there um, and then new this year kind of combined is that we had there last year our, our police recruiters uh, fire will also have recruiters there so anybody interested in joining fire rescue or great. becoming a police officer there'll be HR and recruiter reps there to talk to you and everything oh, else awesome.
1: excellent awesome. and also the other city uh, departments so their ocean rescue comes out the lifeguards come out we have utilities coming out mm-hmm. and just information that city and what, let's not forget free hot dogs free hot dogs <laughs> Plenty of hot dogs, chips, drinks. Uh, so we get the uh, fire chief out there barbecuing hot dogs all day. And uh, awesome. yeah, we uh, it's, it's an excellent event.
0: Awesome. And then as far as parking, I mean, I know there's obviously parking everywhere at the mall, but are there specific locations where people can park that's close to the event Yeah, area?
1: We, we will have parking there. Just to the south of the event, uh, between where where the event is, the bank and Chili's is yeah. the parking. And
3: one of the advantages with Sears being closed, it kind of frees up a it, little it bit really of space does, now yeah. for everybody. So.
1: And if anybody's, uh, we'll have shuttles taking people if it's too far. Elderly people, we can uh, we can get. Them. Oh great! Free goodies
3: for the kids. Awesome.
1: Yeah, free goodies uh, giveaways from PD side, fireside. And uh, we always do it, it seems to be the weekend before the Super Bowl. Yeah. So we raffle off a big screen TV, which is great. Somebody awesome. goes home with a large screen TV for the Super Bowl the next day if they can get it set up. Very so cool. So that's another uh, another nice benefit.
0: Well, thanks for putting that together, and I'm sure it's going to be another very well-attended event. Um, but for more information, I know uh, police services on Facebook, you guys have an event page. Correct? Yeah, more
3: information, you just check out our Facebook page. We set up an event, um, just uh, Facebook slash Boca Police. Um And there's an event page there to all the details. Actually, this year I added the schedule to it of all the demonstrations, so that's all in there as well.
0: Um, So switching gears now, since it's going to be launching at the Expo, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the PulsePoint app. um, And Chief Stout, since you're spearheading this whole initiative, um, can you tell us a little bit more about the app?
2: Absolutely. Um, uh, The PulsePoint app is an application that you can download on your phone. And what it's designed to do is alert someone who... Uh, has the application on their phone, and they state that they uh, know that they, that they know CPR, and then they're willing to respond. Uh, it'll alert them if CPR is needed within a proximity of their location. So it works in conjunction with our dispatch system. So the application is constantly running in the background of our dispatch system, and then uh, whenever a call comes in for CPR being needed, it'll send the alert out anywhere that's at a public address. If you're within a quarter mile radius of that location, and you have the application on your phone, it'll notify you that CPR is needed, Mm -hmm. the location of where it's at, it'll give you the directions on how to walk there, and also the location of the closest AED. So uh, it'll allow bystander CPR to get done a lot faster Mm -hmm. uh, if somebody knows that CPR is needed.
0: I've never learned CPR, I've always wanted to, but is there a specific age requirement that you... Can start learning CPR. Can it be whenever one's like most beneficial? I guess they
2: are actually teaching it in the public schools. Um, actually, it's becoming, and I think here in Palm Beach County, where every high schooler learns hands-only CPR. I learned it back when I was in middle school. So uh, early teens is, is usually the age when most people start to pick it up and uh, have a cognitively, uh, you know, good mm-hmm. understanding of, you know, what they're they're doing. Mm-hmm. But also. CPR has become so simplified now that, you know, you can teach, you know, anyone how to do it. You just need to be able to be big enough to be able to perform, you know, the chest compressions.
0: And speaking of that, I know that a concern for people is, you know, doing mouth-to-mouth CPR on a stranger, but now I know that that's or I believe that's no longer necessary so what kind of CPR are you guys teaching or you're promoting?
2: The best thing that you can do for someone to give them the best chance of survival is chest compressions. Um, All of the research shows that that is the one thing that that is going to give them the best chance of us once uh, the fire rescue gets there of getting a pulse back. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you just can push on their chest and push hard enough and push deep enough and push fast enough until fire rescue gets there you're going to give that person the best chance of survival.
0: And I know you said um, we were talking about requirements. I know it might sound a little silly but are there any sort of weight or height requirements? Because I mean I'm 5'4". I like to think that I'm strong but you know if let's say that the victim who's experiencing cardiac arrest is much bigger than I am. Am I still able to provide CPR to them efficiently or do I look for someone else to help?
2: Well it- the goal of CPR, especially with the chest compressions, is is to be able to push deep enough, fast enough, and hard enough. So um, you're looking at two inches of depth in the chest. So if you can push two, in- two inches of depth in the chest, then you should be able to, to perform CPR. But you need to be able to do it at a rate of at least 100 to 120 beats a minute. If you feel that you're not able to do that, uh, then obviously, if someone else comes up and has the ability to be able to perform that, then mm-hmm. By all means, let them know or have them assist you. But if you're the only one there, just push as hard as you can Mm -hmm. as fast as you can for as long as you can until Mm -hmm. we get there. And and anything is better than nothing.
0: Yeah, and I know, too, um, on the app, it also provides you with CPR how-tos and... I believe like a metronome so that you know what kind of what tempo to keep up with.
2: Yes ma'am, if if you don't remember how to do CPR, the app will actually help walk you through it. It'll give you a nice beat to keep the rhythm of 100 to 120 beats a minute. Also, if you call, you know, if you happen to be responding and you pick up the phone and call our dispatch, Uh, all all of our dispatchers will walk you through how to do CPR as well.
0: Yeah, I know this is a little bit of more of a serious concern, and I remember when we first met and spoke about this, this is a question I had, but um, let's say that I do perform CPR on someone and, you know, unfortunately they don't make it. Am I held responsible in any way?
2: Absolutely not. Um, Everyone's covered under what's called the Good Samaritan Act, and that means as long as you're trying to help and you're doing the best you possibly can, you can't be held responsible for it. There is no duty to act, meaning you don't have to do CPR. And if you don't remember, you know, the exact number of chest compressions or the exact number of breaths, as long as you were trying to make, to help, because that person was not going to survive yeah. had you not done anything. Yeah. So like I said, anything's better than, better than nothing. And, you know, if you remember one thing and one thing only, just push hard and fast and mm-hmm. don't stop until we get there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so how do we go about this? How do you sign up to get CPR certified?
2: Uh, Well, you know, we offer classes here through the city. We usually offer one or two classes a month to the public, and you can go online to the city's website and find uh, where the calendar is and be able to sign up for those classes. They always are held at our fire rescue headquarters at Mm -hmm. 6500 congress avenue and then we offer them uh different times sometimes they're in the middle of the day and sometimes they're at night you know depending on which class
0: and how long do they usually run
2: uh most classes uh the heart saver aed class which is basically you know you want to learn how to do cpr correctly on adults infants and children Mm -hmm. and learn how to operate an aed that class usually takes about two and a half to three hours at the most
0: okay are there other facilities, let's say those one or two classes that, you know, people can't make? or there are other facilities around the city that you guys partner or work with that provide CPR classes?
2: Yes, uh, you can also contact uh, Boca Regional Hospital is a training facility also. They teach CPR classes as well. Uh, they also do the uh, infant CPR classes or the, when uh, children are born because they have the maternity mm-hmm. ward there. So a lot of the parents like to take those classes. And the American Red Cross here within the city
3: also offers the classes. Awesome. One of the things, of the things I want to point out, too, is with the app and, and with everything else, is that uh, uh, the app's a great app. It's phenomenal. And even with any emergency situation, once first responders, fire, rescue, or police get to the scene, mm-hmm. let, them, let them get in there, let them yeah, start their work. And sometimes people get so caught up in the moment, and, uh, um, you know, once they're on the scene, especially fire rescue and, and the police department gets there, um, you know, Great job but let them get in there. That's
1: a great that's a great point. When you're ever gonna be relieved by somebody of higher Mm -hmm. training or knowledge, you have to let them get in there. That's that's a great point because people are gonna get into it because we see it every day but they don't. Yeah. And they're gonna wanna get into it and and try to make a difference, which we truly appreciate. But again, yeah, when we get in there just whatever verbal they can transfer Mm -hmm. over and let us take over, that'd
0: be great. Definitely.
2: The biggest drive for getting the app here within the city was uh, the person that has the best chance of surviving sudden cardiac arrest is the ones that have bystander CPR being performed prior to our arrival. And we have some of the fastest response times in the county as far as uh, responding to an emergency mm-hmm. for fire rescue. We average anywhere from three to six minutes, wow. which is below the, the nationwide average mm-hmm. of eight minutes. But, you know, uh, you know, brain and heart death starts to occur uh, anything over six minutes. So the sooner CPR is being done, the better chance someone has to survive. So, yeah. and just because you may be trained in CPR, if you don't know that CPR is needed, mm-hmm. that maybe at the shop next door, yeah,
0: um,
2: that's another few minutes that that CPR could have been done had mm-hmm. you been alerted. Yeah. So the the. Cities around the municipalities around the country that have the the highest roSC or return of spontaneous circulation rates are the ones that have a strong AED CPR program mm-hmm. and the ones that have uh, fast response times mm-hmm. so our, our goal was to try and make sure that we were at the top of tier of that of that nationwide average. And the nationwide average is, I think it's upwards of around 20% of survival. And we're upwards, I think 34 to 40% for for return to spontaneous circulation.
0: Well, thank you guys so much uh, for coming on the show and talking about the Expo and PulsePoint. You know, it's definitely something that I know with speaking with you that we really want to promote and have citizens be comfortable (laughs) with, you know, getting CPR certified and helping out in their community. So don't forget the First Responder Expo is saturday february 2nd from 10 a.m to 2 p.m at the town center at boca raton mall it'll take place in the northwest parking lot near sears between glades road and st andrews and you heard it directly from boca raton fire rescue services and police services don't hesitate go get cpr certified download the app and potentially help save a life in the community so thank you guys again so much for being on the show and for everything that you guys do in the city of boca Emory, hey,
1: thank you. Okay. Thanks for getting all the information out there for everybody as well. Thanks for what you guys do.
0: For more information on the Expo and the PulsePoint app, please visit our website at www.myboca.us. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time to Boca Behind the Scenes.